All right, what's up, Woke Wasted? Zach, my brother, what is up, my man? Yo, dude, I am just in a full fall swing <laughs> right now, dude. Zach, good or bad? So nice. Oh, my God. It depends on who you ask, I guess. I'm pretty sure all the people seeing me walking around in Daisy Dukes and Ugg boots would say it's a bad thing, but I say fuck I those people. I love that image. Can, I, can we do that together, holding hands? And we absolutely skip? can. Can you help me shave my thighs for this? Can we videotape that for the gram? Dude, oh my God, I can just see it now. We're going to do the like, basic photo where it's like, I'm reaching my hand back and it's just your hand in frame. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find like, who can find the crunchiest leaf? <laughs> and can we put them in books and picture frames? Oh my God, scrap for life, bro. I was in Michael's on Saturday. Like, Were you? Yeah, me and my buddy. Uh, I sent you. So I sent you the pictures of my Halloween costume. Oh yeah. Uh, me and my buddy Stephen went uh, for a, a joint shopping trip at Michael's. It was pretty nice. We we spent a lot of time there trying to figure out how to arts and crafts our costumes up. It is not fall if you haven't gone to Michael's yet. So that's, that's I think I need to go to Michael's. Michael's. It's like Groundhog's <laughs> Day for the arts and crafts community. Or if you haven't had a hashtag PSL, you know, that's, that's my side of it. If you haven't had a pumpkin spice yet. I actually haven't had a PSL yet. I've had a pumpkin spice cold brew, but it's not. It's I was going to say, I love the cold brew. I like it more than my PSLs. Those things are a little too sweet for me. So I Honestly, man, down. I'm like, if I, like my, I like my coffee strong and I like my, like my chai sweet. So, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I do like spicy chai, but. I cannot handle a sweet chai, dude. That's the one. No, I can't at all. I like it spicier and like barely any sugar and barely any milk. <laughs> Just give me all the spices. Mm. Well, like my uh, my my old roommate Suraj, he and his he and his family would make chai, and it would just be like literally boiled milk with like the the black tea, or really, it's like the the chai tea. Yeah. Um, so it's the black tea with some of the spices, and they add their own cardamom and all that kind of stuff, and it's just fucking. Oh, it's so good, but it is sweet. Real fresh chai. I mean, that's a whole different story. Like real fresh chai is so good. So yeah, it's, it's, un, it's unstoppable. Um, Welcome to fall. But yeah, dude, I've just been just such a fall swing. It was so, it was hot here in Cali for like the, basically all year, <laughs> both uh, emotionally, spiritually, and um, <laughs> physically hot here all year. And yeah. about last week, it finally broke under 80 degrees and it just immediately felt like fall. I remember there was one day I was going for a walk and the air had like a little bit of a bite in it and you can just smell the fall in the air a little bit more. And just what all you're talking of about. these nostalgic memories just bitch slapped me in the face. It was beautiful. And then it was 80 degrees again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 84 here today and like i had a couple days where i could put on jeans and sweat a little bit but it was worth it but it felt crisp and nice and the fall energy was there and then they got hot and then i can feel i was actually just telling the world or telling a couple friends like dude today it feels like the world is energetically on fire it feels like everything's dude. burning i'm like oh i need crystals in my pocket <laughs> oh my god yeah, I, I, went to, I, I went to a you know voting drop box today um and the parking lot was insane dude it was not because it's it, busier really? than it normally is it was a, it's a pretty bad parking lot in general there's a lot of old folks in my community not to be ageist but um 
we all know that they're not great at driving. But in addition to like the driving was worse. So they're like, you know, cars trying to back out when you're like right behind their vehicle. Um, some cars just like stopping right in the middle of like the, the double lane. So nobody can get past them. People are honking. There's like cars That's running so off irritating. The, into the street. Everyone's God. yelling. Like people are like verbally altercating with each other. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is so frustrating. Oh. <laughs> this is so bad. Oh yeah. That sounds exactly like what today feels like as I've been told by many, many people. <laughs> I'm glad my experience was a little bit different. I got, I got there and just handed my ballot in and left. Okay, cool. Thanks. Bye guys. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds nice. I was I'm kind of envious of that. What I'm realizing is there's little pockets of this neighborhood where you don't feel that at all, but it's, it's literally that one little pocket that I was telling you about. Um, so I was going on my basic fall walk today just to get out of the house. Like one of the things that I realized is when I get really frustrated or really angry, mm-hmm. I feel incredibly claustrophobic. I could be on the open and I'll feel incredibly claustrophobic. So I went for a walk and there's this really nice, just one street kind of catter corner from where I live. It's got like the white picket fences, but all of the houses are very unique. And it's, it's like this really narrow street and every house has like a beautiful tree with all the fall leaves on it. They all have different colored doors, like green and blue and red. And some people have like roses growing next to their, you know, to their trellises and stuff like that. And I walked through that one street, took me about three minutes because I was going so slow. They probably thought I was trying to look for houses to rob. <laughs> if you're listening to this you podcast, I'm not going to rob your house. <laughs> Zach's just and I walked through that street. loving, admiring, please. Exactly. I'm literally smelling people's roses in their front yard and stuff like that. <laughs> Thief. Stealing my yeah, rose. Exactly. You're stealing my, you're stealing my rose aroma. And I walked through that neighborhood and felt so light and so good. I was like, holy shit, all the anger is gone. And then I was back on the main road and within like literally two minutes, I was like frustrated again. Ooh, that's a perfect metaphor for everything that I think we were going to talk about today because <laughs> i think that's that's what's coming up right like all of us i mean you and i are definitely have been irritated you texted me this morning asking or last night asking me how i was feeling that day and i just said fucking went to bed <laughs> um but i was really irritated all morning and through the afternoon and randomly in little bits and pieces and i'm definitely still on that today um and you've been in the same place right dude Oh yeah, absolutely. Yesterday was yesterday was okay, but today was definitely one of those like hit a wall of frustration and couldn't shake it, which is fine. It happens, you know. It's a it's a sticky time for sure. Yeah. What does it feel like for you when you're when you're kind of locked into a space of frustration? Um I am very aware of it. So I'll say is I don't like being in that place. So I do judge myself a little bit for that. And I don't want mm-hmm. to be in that. And I think that is one of the things that, right? We talk about this, like that is one of the things that makes it worse. That's one of my big messages that they always bring through me. So it's interesting that I'm seeing this right now, right? Like we don't need to carry any more extra weight emotionally, any extra charge than we need to, right? There's so much we have to deal with anyways. So that 
is what I'm seeing for myself right now. That I was I was judging that a little bit and making it a little bit more difficult on myself than it are than it needed to be. But what does it feel like for me? Um I don't know what it feels like, but it's little bursts, little bits and pieces throughout the day. And it was almost like the same way you're describing me. I was like, right, you are going through your day. You find this beautiful pocket and neighborhood and it feels good. And then you're back on the road and something happens and you feel it and you're irritated. And that's what it is. Like little bits and pieces and moments where I'm just like, ah, fuck. Mm, you don't just hit a wall of irritation then. So one of the things that you had said that actually, actually stuck out to me was that idea of not needing not carrying more than you need to carry and one of the things that came up for me when you said that was the idea of that internal resistance like every you know there are some emotions that are just more uncomfortable like frustration anger depression like those emotions just you know no matter how like what way you skin it they're not comfortable Right. But what stood out to me was, okay, if, if I resist the fact that I'm in those emotional spaces, if I tell myself that I shouldn't be exactly where I am emotionally, that makes it worse. I'm like adding friction. Is that what you meant? Or did you mean something more along the lines of holding things that are not your own? I did not mean that. <laughs> I definitely meant like the first of that i can't even speak english right now um and when you're speaking that the interesting thing for me was seeing that was what i'm judging and what i'm not and i've gotten so comfortable in the big difficult emotions I've, i've learned to really be able to be with those and just allow them to be but this is something that kind of just like pokes at me and I'm not giving it the same space, the same love, the same acknowledgement and expression. And I think it's because it's not as heavy, right? So I'm not giving it the same focus. So that's really interesting. Yeah, it's like little microaggressions. I remember there's a, I think a Tony Robbins story where he's talking about uh, a guy who just grew up with everything that you could imagine in terms of uh, just like privilege and ease in his life, you know, like six foot one blonde, like guy who grew up in San Diego or something like that was like a really talented surfer and everything. And then ended up taking a shallow dive into the ocean one day and becoming a paraplegic um, or perhaps a quadriplegic. I think it was paraplegic. So you know, loss of loss of the function and feeling in his legs. And one of the things he had said to Tony Robbins was like, you know, you and I are those guys who are really good at moving boulders, but it's the pebbles that really bother us. And that's what stood out for me oh, when you were talking about that's that. a like, okay. big oof. Yeah, right. It's like, I'm, I'm good at, I'm okay, I'm good at like handling those nights of like intense loneliness or like depression or real bouts of aggression and rage and anger. But when it comes to those little just like, that that feeling of frustration it's literally just like somebody breathing on the back of your neck and you're like oh get the it's fuck. a freaking paper cut <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> yeah it's a paper it's like with a little bit of with a little bit of lemon juice in it you're like fuck man i just wanted a <sighs> margarita i didn't realize i had a paper cut on my finger <laughs> yeah that's a really good one yeah 
what I can say is I'm, I'm going to give myself love for that because that gives me the opportunity to really see all my growth and everything that I've learned to really get comfortable in and work in. And the fact that it's just like, you know, little things that, that are really bothering me now. Cool. Good job. Me and pat myself on the back right there. Mm. It's funny. I was actually having a thought similar to this last night. I was just kind of going, going off on like a little thought train before bed, just letting all my thoughts clear out before I laid down for the night. And was thinking about how just the same concept, like how, easy in some ways like the really tough stuff has become and it's not that I'm, I'm shrugging it off but like my ability to process it in my body and process it in my emotional space has become uh, effortless is not the right way to put it but like what i think i, I mean to say is frictionless no it's not effortless at all but it's like frictionless where there's like okay i know what the process is and i'm not going to resist the process because i've done it so many times so it's difficult but it's become simple if that makes sense. But I acknowledge like, yeah, but I still have plenty of off days, plenty of days where I feel frustrated, plenty of days where I'm incredibly indecisive and I can't figure out, Oh, do I want to work out today? What time do I want to work out? What do I want to do for a workout? Should I study first? Should I study after? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's little things that I acknowledge are still um, <laughs> the little things are immense sticking points. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. So I guess that would be a good place to reflect on like, what are the little things in your life that catch you up? What are the little things that happen? Because little things are frequent. That's why they're little, right? They, They come in small doses and they meter out over the course of your life. What are the little things that happen to you day to day or week to week? And this is not just for you. This is for everyone listening. What are those little things that if you could find a good method of dealing with them, resolving them, or not having any resistance to being in them. What are those things that would just make your life better if you could have those processes? Yeah. And it's funny because you went into this with one of the thoughts that I wanted to highlight. It's the answer to this. Um, That made no sense. (laughs) So I'm just going to go ahead and just spew anyways. Um, I really liked what you shared about how you sit before you go to bed and just allow your thoughts to flow out and process. That is really powerful. So I want to just give you an opportunity just to share a little bit more about what that looks like, and I'm going to pop in after. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, Thank you for highlighting that. So one of the things – so I used to meditate right before bed. I would do my 30-minute meditation right before bed, and as my studying has increased, it's just become – exceptionally difficult for me to do that. I mean, even last year I was falling asleep sitting up sometimes. Um, and I, I just don't desire to have that, that once again, the word friction keeps coming up for me today. Uh, I don't desire to have that level of friction during my meditations. I like to have those as pieces of my day where I can really deeply connect to spirit and have nothing else going for that. So I had to think of another way to get myself ready for bed and clear my mind because I do a lot of thinking throughout the day. I have to It's because that's my job. So I had to devise a new way to get myself relaxed before bed. And so what I do now before bed is 
for the last 20 or 30 minutes, I shut my podcasts off. I, you know, no screens, no TV, anything like that. And I just go through my night stretching and I just do like a really, you know, I just a deep decompress because I sit in the chair all day getting my studying done. So I just go through all my hip mobilizations, my hamstring mobilizations, everything like that. And then right before bed for the last five minutes, instead of meditating, I sit cross-legged and I put my hand on my heart and I breathe into the bottom of my heart. And whatever I'm feeling in that moment, whether it's just bone tired, weariness, um, sadness, frustration, joy, and love for the friends in my life and for my experiences and um, all the things that I have to be grateful for, whatever comes up in that moment, I just breathe it into the bottom of my heart and deep in that moment. And I do, I try to do it with my eyes open so that I can anchor into my nervous system, that presence as I sit and live in my day so that I can bring that out into the day with me. So not only am I calming things and accepting where I'm at in any moment, but I'm learning how to do that in the day that I live. Does that make sense? That makes complete sense. And I love that. Um, I think that's such a nice practice to have. And I think Kira, you and my, you and my, you and my, you and I talk about <laughs> meditation so much, but ultimately it's, you know, if you can't do that, that's cool. That's fine. Like it's about the intention of what we're doing and why, and it's creating space for us to just relax, to feel, to be, to express, to whatever it is that we need in that moment. And I think that's a beautiful way for you. And the thing is like, this is an analogy I heard a few years ago. It's like all those little micro, whatever things that happen through the day, little microaggressions or whatever, little things that poke at you and all these little paper cuts that we carry. Like Each one of those things, when we are carrying that, it's like you have a tab open in your freaking browser and you don't realize it and it's still running and everything's good, but you have all these tabs open and we need the time to be able to clear through them and dump them and let them go. And that's, you know, what you're giving yourself. Um, yeah. 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 It feels like hitting instead of before I meditated really frequently, the reset switch for me was go to sleep and wake up the next morning. And it was like, if a day was shot, a day was shot. Now after meditation, oh, it feels yeah. like, and this isn't, this isn't a hundred percent success rate, but I would say probably nine out of 10, maybe even more. Um, whatever, 19 out of 20 times I meditate and it's a full reset switch for my day. And yeah, I walk completely. back into my day feeling great. And for those times when you can't really hop into meditation, you're falling asleep to give yourself that time to be able to just process and be with whatever it is that come that's coming up, that came up. Yeah. Actually, one of the things that I wanted to ask you was what what is your intention behind meditation? Because it sounds like we have slightly different intentions behind meditation. Uh, mine varies day to day. So it's the same as my process now with my body. It's, it's a practice of connecting to myself, feeling what it is I need, and setting that intention to be in that and receive that. Mm -hmm. So for the most part, it's either just being, right? I'll just feel like, oh, I just need to sit and be cool i'm just gonna sit and be and allow myself to integrate sometimes i know i need to root i need to ground i need to get in the body i need to go down into the physical and so mm -hmm. i'll set that intention whatever that is for that day and my breath will mimic that i will breathe down 
and threw my body down into earth. And sometimes I feel like I need extra spiritual connection. All right, I'll breathe into crown. I'll connect with the crown and I will put all my breath and attention and focus in the crown and be in that space. Um, sometimes I want to cultivate my own energy and I will breathe into my heart and I'll set that intention for me to embody you know, whatever energy of myself that I need and allow that to carry through the meditation. But it's really a practice for me of listening and giving myself whatever it is that I'm needing that day. And sometimes that is just a pure relaxation brain dump too. Like, cool. I just need to unload, set that intention, speak it out loud, unload. I like that. There's so many things that I like about that. Like one of the things that I don't think we've ever really, we haven't talked about since those times when we used to really meditate together frequently. We haven't talked about how meditation has shifted for us, but you and I have both been going in slightly different directions with our practice. Right. So you, like you said, you've been going more into body. You've been going more into self kind of stepping, not stepping away from, the more psychic spiritual realms. Cause you obviously you still read the records and everything, but it's become more about the term that I hear you use ad nauseum is like self and soul. It's like that, like those self, two soul and body, self, soul and body. It's like <laughs> all day long forward slash soul as if like, it's almost one term for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you talk about meditating to connect to body or meditating to connect to self, I think it's just a shift in terminology from what, how I see it because I, I see my meditations as, well, yes, connection to my heart and the heart being like my seed, the seed of my soul, but I connect deeply to, to, to spirit, to the universe, to creation and all of life and consciousness. And I try to expand or re- not even expand it, but to meld into that such that my experience as consciousness is just that it's not consciousness as Zach. It is consciousness as all caps consciousness. Um, And to, to be in that place. And then as I come out of my meditation, I know that by sheer virtue of having touched that all pervasive consciousness, that it anchors into my body more and more every time and that I can create more space in my body for that each time. And so mm-hmm. I think for me, it, it, it feels like my, I just kind of, I lose the edges of what I am and become a part of the tapestry. And for you, it sounds like you go so deep inward that you kind of collapse into that space also. Yeah. They're different paths of the same thing. And that's where I think what you and I are finding for ourselves in our journeys right now is like, we are taking different paths to the exact same thing, which is source love for people, for us, for everything that is beyond us within us. And I can see this so much of this is honestly at a soul level, right? Like, so much for me comes into the physical world of body, of earth, of soul. And you do that in your own way, but it is also through a way that goes beyond, that goes into, you know, that all space of above. Um, But the crazy thing is I, yeah, I go deeper and into deeper states of meditation than I ever have by going into my body. 
Mm. And I would not have expected that. For me, I would have thought, okay, I'm going to crown. I'm going up. I'm in, you know, these thoughtless spaces in these just pure, deep meditative states. And I would not have thought I could do that through body, but that's the way my body connects. That's the way I, as a soul, connect to earth, to spirit, to everything, to spirituality. Mm-hmm. It's through yeah. my body. And I think that's part of all of our journeys is figuring out what resonates for us, how we do that, and also being open to how and when that evolves too. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you, each person has a unique thumbprint, so to speak. Uh, energetically and it's the way that that you get to that connection with source with spirit with creator with god with you know all that is and it's also consequently the way that you express it through your filter it's pull it's all pulling from the same place and it's it's coming through your your jack-o'-lantern so to speak because we're we just finished (laughs) Halloween. um and like the light you know the, the same light moves through all of us and it's just the way that it gets cast through you. And one of the things that I noticed that you were talking about going into body and then that's the way that you connect is also that that was once again, like your, your greatest challenge growing up being born prematurely, not being able to be touched for the first two months of life. Oh, dude. Um, and yeah. you know, myriad oh. other things, right. You had to eventually learn to embrace body to go into spirit. And for me, I had to learn how to let go of mind. Yeah. And it brings me to something that they had shared in a video that I channeled. You actually gave me some love for this and it really just went straight to my heart, but it's exactly what's coming up right now. I was like, so much of our greatest gifts are on the other side of the things we struggle with most and so much of maybe the things that trigger us most or what we are fearful of most are really just indicative. They're little flags of what we are truly meant to be. So leaving that as a little drop. Yeah. I think one of the things that you had either said or channeled that somebody in your group brought up was you deserve everything that you are or scared of becoming there you go that's what i was looking for and i couldn't and remember it <laughs> when i read it it was like, it's not funny that you're the one who brought it through and you don't remember uh, and that yeah. one was a bomb for me too i was like damn um i think we've talked i'm gonna let you say that one more time and just let it sink into people because it is a really big statement and it hits me too yeah man it was probably it was one of the probably the more profound things i've heard come through your channel and they say a lot of pretty amazing stuff you deserve everything that you are scared of becoming. Oh yeah. My whole body shivered. Thank you, brother. Yeah, man. I kind of want to put that on like one of those wooden plaques, <laughs> just <laughs> hang it up on my wall somewhere right under that picture of you shirtless on the horse bareback. And also the other edition of that picture with both of us and one of us is doing the Titanic. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll be your Leo any day and I'll be your Rose any day too. All at the same time, brother. <laughs> oh, my man. I know that we didn't really get into some of the things we wanted to talk about today, which was some of the fear surrounding what's going on right now. You know, the election is coming up tomorrow. 
and there's a lot of thickness and a lot of tension in the air. Um, I know we didn't get to talk about that. We talked a lot about meditation. We talked a lot about how we each connect to soul and source and self from this space that we're at right now. Is there anything that you want to, that you want to shed light on? No, this was exactly the perfect podcast. Um, what I wanted to share was um, what I'm sure everyone in the world is, or a lot of us are feeling right now is this kind of energetic roller coaster and upheaval. And I'm not going to get too much into that, but what I will say is this podcast and the things we spoke to, give yourself the space that you need, whatever that is, whatever that means. If it is meditating, if it is breath work, if it is time to just, kind of filter through everything that came up that day um the little trick i was going to share that maybe just we missed but um just give yourself some time to brain dump whatever all these little micro things that you're carrying in uh one of the best things that i could ever do before was just sit and just jot out and just dump whatever it is i was there and just get it out of your system out of your body and then like you did you found this beautiful little neighborhood that just brought you peace and love and joy. Give yourself the time to find the little moments and do the little things that bring you exactly that. Mm. Brother. I like that. Anything time you? with yourself, not putting more on your back to carry through the day, but offloading some of it before you pick up another bag and moving forward. Not offloading and giving yourself little moments of love, whatever that means, whatever will just feel good to you. So, you know, guys, in light of uh, what, what you just said, I think the records actually want to do a little talking today. I kind of jabber it in my ear if you don't mind. Yeah, bring it on out, brother. Let's do it. All right, sounds good. You come to Woke Wasted today with your fears, with your worries, with your concerns, and you look for answers. You look to see if Neil and Zach have the insight of the week, that one missing piece for you to integrate. You look to us to solve your wrongs, to solve your problems, to hold the weight for you in what you don't see is that we are, we are already helping you to hold the weight. They are already helping you to hold the weight. The community is already helping you to hold the weight. What you hold is your own. You, you do not need to carry more than is necessary. Neil brought through these words and they are truth. They are an expression of what we have told him, what we have shared for him and the love that we have given him. And what me, what we must say to you is that the answers you seek are already inside of you. You have everything you need moving forward and there is nothing to fear. You might say, this is easy for you to say, you don't exist on this plane. No, we do not, but we watch. 
We watch through your eyes. We watch through Zach's eyes. We watch through Neil's heart and his hands. And we know that there is nothing in truth to fear. But I might be evicted from my house this month. But the bigot might be elected again. But my children are on food stamps. Yes, these are painful processes. There is no denying the human experience here. Zach is incredibly uncomfortable right now. It is okay. It is all untrue. There is no denying the discomfort of these experiences, but know that they are absolutely necessary for your soul's growth. We would not give you more than you can handle. As things increase in intensity, understand that this is a reflection of the strength that you hold in your heart. This is an opportunity for you to carry what is necessary for you to carry so that you may shed your light on the world to be a shining star for those around you. How often have you been told by those around you and those who you've barely met that what you hold and how you hold it is in and of itself an inspiration when you had no intention of being the leader, no intention of doing anything but surviving the situation that you were in. Your mere survival is an act of defiance against the dark. And by defiance, in truth, we mean love. In truth, we mean an act of inclusion. But these things can feel one and the same. They're opposite sides of the same coin. Defiance and love, defiance and inclusion, a pushing and a pulling. But at the center is you and yourself and your soul and your love. And you hold in your heart everything that you need. So no matter what the outcome of tomorrow's voting brings you, know that you are holding your soul's true inheritance in your hands, in your heart. And whatever happens, no matter what side of the aisle you fall on, it is an opportunity to love your brothers and sisters and fellow humans. It is an opportunity to love yourself, to forgive yourself for being afraid, for being angry, for being in judgment. When we say turn the other cheek, we do not mean turn your back. We have so much love for you. So much compassion. If you let us into your hearts now, we will show you what we mean in the love that comes from turning the other cheek. So if you will, please breathe now. And with your hand on your heart, accept this love that we have for you. We view you in truth as inseparable from one another and the source that creates us all. 
as inseparable from ourselves and we love you the way that we love ourselves. When we say to accept our love, we mean to accept your own love because it is all of the same source. Love is a vibration. It is not an emotion as you choose to experience it. It is not infatuation. It is not addiction. It is not the oxytocin that signals in your brain. It is a field of expression, a field that changes the form around it. So be in this field with us. We hold it for you. If you can see in your mind's eye, stepping out of the ocean or stepping out of the pool, and we hold in love a fluffy warm towel that we've just taken out of the dryer for you, or one that has been sitting in the sun and it smells like the flowers near the lines. You feel the warmth of our love, of the love, capital L, and you know that you are dry and safe. Know that you are always dry and safe in our arms. You are always held. And you have everything that you need in your heart. I would like to thank all who are involved. The records are now closed. Amen. Beautiful brother. I don't want to take anything away from that. So I'm just going to open up for you. If you have anything you'd like to share after that nothing to say other than i hope that you all experienced that love that they were bringing through it was uh in many ways life-changing for me to just experience that (laughs) and uh i just wish you all safety emotionally physically financially moving forward and uh that no matter what happens tomorrow you can reach out to me you can reach out to us and we'll do our best to hold a safe space for you Love you guys. Give yourself all the love you need. We're almost through the year. We're almost there. Till then, we love y'all. And we'll see you next week.